0: Okay.
1: Are we ready, kids?
0: Aye, aye, Captain.
1: (laughs) I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain.
2: (laughs) Oh.
1: (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It is To Kill a Deli Bird. We are here on episode 10. It is our 10th episode. We hit double digits, baby. 10th
0: anniversary, folks.
1: Hell, yeah. As you know, this is the podcast where we rewatch through the old Pokemon anime, gotta yeah, recap it, go through the story, and uh, make comparisons to things that make absolutely no sense some of the time. Uh, I'm Kellen. As per usual, I am here in a different setup, so if I sound a little different, that's why. But my co-host is in the same setup as usual. It's Graham. Graham, how you doing?
0: I'm the usual. Same setup, same sound. Fantastic. We got a special guest this week, though.
1: Yeah, do you want Do you want to introduce our uh, our special guest?
0: Well, yeah, sure. So, this episode, these two episodes that we're doing, are all about love. So we invited <laughs> a love expert to tell us about relationships to the episode. This is Kellen's brother, my cousin, uh, a longtime enjoyer and uh, professional uh, love possessor uh nolan welcome to the podcast what
3: what makes me a love
0: expert in your mind
1: you're married
0: oh you just okay. you just get it man love's <laughs> <laughs> well, just something that comes to you yes naturally <laughs> nolan why don't you introduce yourself yes sure
3: yes all right so yeah i'm nolan uh Callen's brother graham's cousin i've been uh i watched pokemon indigo league way back when when i was a kid um uh, been playing. Played uh Pokemon games. I played uh played Red. Played the crap out of Silver, and then didn't really play anything until uh, Soul Silver came out. And then I uh, played that a little bit of Black, Pokemon Sun, and then yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Pokemon. I know a
0: little bit. I'm just gonna be asking a lot of questions probably.
1: You don't know shit. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Some things
0: in terms of of, <laughs> of 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 the scale between Graham and Kellen. Nolan probably falls closer to me in the <laughs> sense that we know some Pokemon stuff, uh, but we will appeal to the expert for Pokemon things. But you know a lot about non-Pokemon stuff, which we cannot say about Kellen. <laughs> <laughs> I've got That's a, yeah. true.
1: That's
0: true. Yeah.
1: Hey, if we start talking full house, I'm going to be right on that.
0: We are not going to talk about Full House. little big (laughs) big brother. Yeah, you never know.
3: Get under Kellen's skin at that one.
0: Your TV tastes are horrible, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Other people are like, did you catch the latest episode of The Last of Us? (laughs) And Kellen's (laughs) like, oh, did you hear what happened on The Masked Singer? (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) Hey,
1: I haven't haven't watched Masked Singer since right before the Rudy Giuliani reveal.
3: Yeah, I was going to say the only thing I know about... The Masked Singer is when Ken Jong walked off when Rudy Giuliani got uh, revealed. It was a fucking
1: stupid decision. Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand how that got through. Anyway, Pokemon.
0: Pokemon. Yeah, we're going to get into the episodes right away. Um, you know, I wanted to go back to that theme of love before we get into them, though. Uh, y- you know, this will be a love themed episode. These episodes feature love highly, so I did a bit of a deep dive into other love themed podcasts. You want to hear these? Oh, absolutely. Can't hit us. First one I found Infatuation Station with DJ Love. <laughs> That's a hard hitting love radio show. Okay. A deep dive on courtly love with Courtney Love. She has a courtly <laughs> oh love God. podcast. Here's I don't, one I, I like. I don't
3: know if I would trust Courtney Love's opinion on love.
0: <laughs> well, I think she would know about courtly love. We'll get into courtly love later, but that's Fair that enough. obsessive kind of love. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, here's, here's a good one Hot and Heavy, Erotic Stories of Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my favorites Set Phasers to Stunned. Kirk and Spock behind the scenes. Oh, I love that one. Uh, I'm a big Crazy. fan of behind the scenes stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. set, set phasers to stunned. Oh love it.
1: Scintillating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. What episodes are we going to talk about okay, today? Okay. Today
1: we are talking about uh, two episodes. We're looking at episode 20, The Ghost of Maiden's Peak, and episode 21. Uh, Bye Bye Butterfree, the latter of which being definitely one of the more iconic episodes of the entire anime.
3: Yeah, I remember w- out of out of the few episodes that I remember vividly when I like watched it when it was like coming out
0: in North America, Bye Bye Butterfree is, is one of them. Yeah, I remember that one too, actually. I didn't remember Maiden's Peak.
1: How do you guys feel about these episodes?
0: Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff in these <laughs> episodes, but they're good. Yeah. They're good. At least... Uh, uh, Ghost of Maiden's Peak is actually like the kind of episode I'm I'm definitely into uh, cuz it's weird. Oh, it's fucking it weird. is weird. Yeah. Very fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strange. Some
3: interesting implications uh, Ooh, in the yeah. Pokémon we'll universe to that.
0: Love me an interesting implication. Let's get into
1: it. <laughs> episode 20, The Ghost of Maiden's Peak. So we open on the apparition of this girl. We don't know anything about her. Waiting for somebody and it reveals itself to be an actual Ghastly, a ghost Pokemon.
0: Yeah, we see this creepy statue. It's on the, the peak of uh, kind of a cliffside peak. Um, yeah, and this statue's talking. Return to your beloved. I'm waiting for you. And then, and then we see the Ghastly kind of emerging. Ghastly. Through it. <laughs> and and it, just tell us what a Ghastly is. Ghastly
1: though. is the ghost Pokemon of Generation 1. Uh, there is one line of ghost Pokemon, it's Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar, you catch them in Lavender Tower. And they're literally the only ghost Pokemon. And they're kind of broken, and I don't think even in the OP way, because ghost is supposed to be the, the type that's good against psychics. Um, except for the fact that in Gen 1, they fucked it up and made psychic immune to ghost moves by accident. Hmm. Which is not how it's supposed to be.
3: All I okay. remember is... Was it Agatha? Is that the, yep. the the Elite Four user? Yeah. All I remember is her her Gengar's being a pain in the mm-hmm. butt. Get through.
1: Yeah. And also there's supposed to be the answer to Sabrina, which is a psychic type trainer, and it's a poison type, so it's even weak to psychic moves. So I don't know what the hell they were thinking with with the
0: ghastly line. So it was supposed to be busted, but it's just a bust? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much.
2: Huh. All right.
0: Um So the and he looks like a like a Pac Man with purple gas around him or something. Yeah, he's just an orb.
1: He's an orb.
3: He's just an orb. Orb. Like one of those one of those specks you see on the camera when people take pictures
0: of ghosts. (laughs) Oh, like a face in the background. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So the gang has finally left Porta Vista. They're off to uh, Maiden's Peak. They have reached. And Brock is being, is really depressed. He is so sad. Why, why, why is Brock sad?
0: Because he's a creep. (laughs) (laughs) creep. (laughs)
3: Because he somehow thinks that he can only, he can only, like, girls are only interesting during bikini season for some reason.
1: I wonder why that would be.
3: Well, it's, he's not able to think of, I don't know, he can't, he can't, uh. He can't. He's not attracted to girls outside of bikini season. Apparently,
0: he's a loser, man. <laughs> and everyone has had that one friend who's who is just like so obsessed with uh, with sex to the point that it's like gross and annoying. Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, just knock it off.
1: He is a 15 year
0: old. That's not an excuse. No, it's been <laughs> you, you keep not... saying that. i just no, no, no. What Kellen, I'm saying, boys will be what I'm boys. Saying. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> what
1: i'm saying remember when you were 15 this kind of shit was on your mind all the time too Yeah,
0: but that's that's the and don't that's act like, like it the wasn't thing though is like it's like raging hormones you weren't voicing it raging all the time hormones is one thing mm-hmm. but like how you express that what you do with that is is something entirely mm-hmm. different and if even at 15 if you're hanging out with brock and he was doing this shit nonstop, yeah you'd be like You'd be like, bro, just, like, go jerk off. <laughs> like, calm down. Go, go deal with your shit and come back. <laughs> exactly. Take a cold shower. I'm well
1: aware of um, people doing You're that. well aware yeah, of what jerking unquote unquote off is?
0: <laughs> no, it's not that. The gang teaches Kellen about masturbation. Today. Oh, on an episode. today's episode. That sounds like an Always Sunny title It color, does. Oh my God,
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, so Brock's a creep okay, and no, he's depressed, no. right?
1: No, let me let me finish what I was saying.
0: What are you saying? It's a mess
1: already. I know, I, I know what it's like to be around people who yeah. are like that because I had a quote unquote friend in high school who went through a phase of never shutting up about the boobs around him, and it was very disgusting. That yeah,
0: is a little. Did you call him Brock? No, unfortunately.
1: Oh,
3: it's too bad we didn't have the the term simping back then, because. Right, it was just boys will be boys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we see Team Rocket being dragged in a barrel, on uh, behind what? that ferry to wherever they're going. What's up
3: with that? Did something happen in the previous episode?
1: Yeah, they were there at the end of last episode, when they were leaving on with the. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were in that barrel.
0: Well, and they they're uh, they're Gyarados submarine yeah destroyed. oh okay destroyed. Got fucked up. oh no that's before i don't know all these stupid episodes are uh i mean all <laughs> these fantastic episodes are blending together um but yeah the gyarados submarine got fucked up and then uh you know nothing good happened to them during the tentacruel invasion so okay i was i was curious about that so they're just hitching a ride
1: All mm-hmm. all right so maiden's peak is having a summer's end festival uh, during which Brock spots a woman standing on the dock who resembles the woman from the, uh, the opening that we saw. And Pikachu sees her turn into a ghastly and disappear. Yeah, I was
3: gonna ask, does Pikachu see the ghastly? I believe he did. Because it almost looked like, it, it's almost like Pikachu saw through the ghost, like, apparition even before it turned
0: back into a ghastly. And it's almost like Pikachu... Could have solved this whole crisis from the beginning. <laughs> <By> <laughs> More evidence charades. that Pikachu is a bit of a scumbag. <laughs> a lovable scumbag. I'm, I'm not a Pikachu hater. I Pikachu, love Pikachu just likes to
3: run social experiments. He He yeah.
0: does. He's a little sociopath. Yeah.
3: Which we'll see in the next episode. Big time.
0: Big time.
1: <laughs> so James also sees this woman... Uh, While well, Team Rocket is planning on just uh, scouring the festival for any loose change. That's their plan today,
0: right? So we we learned that Maiden's Peak is this little town. It's having a festival. Yeah, they want to. Their devious plan is to find loose change on the street. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> meowth wants cotton incredible. candy yes. and a corn dog <laughs> and a coin
3: dog. Coin yes. dog. Coin dog. Coin dog. Let's get a coin dog. Does me? Okay, question. Does meowth? refer to himself in the Thoid Poison a lot? Thoid poison? Or is that just yeah. now? I, no, I don't believe I think that's normal. Thoid
0: poison. That's how he speaks. Thoid Poison. His Thoid Poison. I don't
1: think that's normal.
0: Yeah, he says Meowth a lot, does he? he? You okay. don't think that's normal? I haven't picked up on it if he does. Wow, we really know our shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Asking the tough questions
0: here. <laughs> okay, we, we we gotta tie up, though, kind of what's happening with them with seeing this girl, right? This is the the girl now from the intro and uh mm-hmm. brock has seen her and is getting really obsessed um james is also getting obsessed uh, right mm-hmm.
3: they're both under her already? spell yeah it's, yeah it's
0: happening immediately yeah yeah and now that they're kind of at the at the festival grounds it's still daytime uh mm-hmm. an old woman appears and this hey, is a very much a, an anime cliche, right? I was going to say, is. she's
3: giving me Fortune Teller Baba vibes. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly
0: who she is. Yeah, <laughs> Fortune Teller Baba from Dragon Ball, who is an older trope too. I, I think uh-huh. that's the origins that I can think of in anime is Fortune okay. Teller Baba. Um, and then there's a nod to her in, in JoJo's part three, Stardust Crusaders. That's pretty mm-hmm. uh, notable as well. But I think the whole trope is uh is an older folklore kind of thing. In um, okay. My notes, I've got. Uh, there's a there's a term they use in Japanese, yamauba, uh, uh, which means mountain witch. Also, baba means witch. It's like a derogatory term for an old woman, like a oh a crone, for example. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, and this is a a folklore kind of theme of an old woman who who looks like that and lives in the forest and. Travelers would come along and find either cur- curses or fortune kind of thing. Um, and this is also just the an, even an old uh, sort of folklore cliche, like the witches from Macbeth or mm. uh, Baba Yaga in Eastern European uh, folklore. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what this old lady looks like. So she's got, I don't remember if this one has a hat. I know Fortune Teller Baba has a hat, but she's got this like old crooked cane. And there's this way where like in anime... Um, so I imagine like, okay, so Misty's a 10 year old, right? And mm-hmm. she's, she's however tall. And then as you get older, you know, maybe you're Jesse's height. Right. Yep. And then when you get really old, you're like two feet tall, <laughs> yeah. you <like> turn <laughs> into like a little gremlin. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's something, Kellen, that I think you'd be interested. In. I don't know if you picked up on this when they're, when they first introduced the, uh, the, um, what is this thing? The, uh, Festival. There we go. That's <laughs> Jesus. Christ. <laughs> when they first oh introduce the festival, and they're and they're panning <laughs> across to like show the different things at the festival, the same audio yeah. line gets used yeah. twice. I heard the that. exact same one. Let's go on it's the Ferris the, wheel. Let's go on the Ferris wheel. Let's go on the Ferris yeah. wheel.
0: And then like, let's go on the Ferris, Ferris wheel. Later,
3: let's go on the Ferris let's wheel. Go on the Ferris
1: wheel.
0: <laughs> wow, you like, really are part me and part Kellen. <laughs> you in the same breath. Uh, caught a Dragon Ball <laughs> reference and a uh, <laughs> and a production error. <laughs> Best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah.
1: I'm just sitting here amazed at how long it took you to come up with the word festival. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot.
0: So, uh, <laughs> get used to it. <laughs> get get us to our next plot point, Kellen.
1: Okay. So, yeah, at this festival, uh, we've missed the part where Brock insults this old lady, says that she's not a beauty, and so and she warns him of a of a young beauty that will make them meet a cruel fate and misty thinks it's her uh because she, but she would never never hurt brock and instead she hurts ash uh,
3: <laughs> of course classic <laughs> how strong is misty though here
1: quite misty's got some uh, some
3: power pulling,
0: pulling brock and ash Well, she's got uh, Cinderay energy, Cinderay muscles. Uh, That's that term we talked about before of the anime trope where where it's like a uh, a girl who really just like beats everyone up, but then it Mm. has like sweet sides. Um, Yeah, that's her Cinderay powers. (laughs) She can beat up anyone when she's in Cinderay mode. Yeah, it's like the avatar state. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So Team Rocket can't find any money. The old lady also warns Team Rocket of the same young woman. Uh, And then they find a penny, a shiny penny on the ground. And Officer Jenny's back. She uh, tells Team Rocket they're being good people for picking up loose change and reporting it to the police. They're going to file a report for one fucking penny.
3: Nah, Jenny's keeping that. Yeah, she's a crooked cop. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen
0: it in the past. She just strong-armed them into giving her the money. She's got this whole town in her pocket. Yeah.
1: <laughs> At the festival, an old, uh, we see an old painting is shown to the public. It gets br- brought out every year. And Brock and James are completely smitten by this painting. It's of the woman we saw before. She died 2,000 years ago, standing upon a cliff waiting for her love to return until she turned to stone herself. Oh, this,
3: this painting reminds me of like almost every JRPG I've ever played.
0: Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, go on. Go on. Oh me? Elaborate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> elaborate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really know. Like I I I can't put my finger on it. Like I can't think of a specific example of where I feel like I've seen something like this like in the past.
0: Do, do you it's think just... it's just because it is that sort of uh old school uh and I don't really know the era specifically, but mm-hmm. it's it's an older form of Japanese art that they're using there. And a Possibly, lot of yeah. JRPGs will have like uh sort of, um, like, okay, in a Western RPG, when there'd be, like, a medieval area or something, there's sort of, like, the equivalent of that in Japanese games, but it's always, like, a feudal Japan sort of region or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they definitely lean on that on that art style, and even there's, there's examples of, say, like, paintings playing a big role in a lot of, uh, japanese media too so super mario 64 right. is a big one right jumping into paintings luigi's persona mansion. 5 has like a really big story arc <laughs> all about uh, all about a, a painter and, and paintings and how that's kind of attached to people like there's there's sort of this reverence for paintings and their their attachment to the supernatural and to people's souls in a lot of japanese media Yeah, did you, sorry, Kellen, did you shut out Luigi's Mansion? Luigi's Mansion, Mansion, of course. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, where everyone's turning the paintings (laughs) and our favorite Luigi has to get them back. (laughs) Mario! Mario! Great game.
2: (laughs) Mario! Oh, nice. (laughs) That was good. That was (laughs) was good. good. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now my
0: throat's going to hurt. Okay, anything else on the painting?
1: No, uh, they're just completely smitten by it. They hear the story. Then they go up to the rock, the Maiden's Peak Rock, uh, Brock and James just cannot control themselves. They are completely oh, they're getting entangled.
3: ridiculous. Yeah. I-, I found it. I found it interesting that Brock fell in love with a rock woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good.
2: <laughs>
0: he did. <laughs> oh, cause he's a rock trainer. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, he's a rock trainer. And I name... was, I was thinking, cause his name was Brock, and his yeah. name oh, is Brock because delayed.
1: he's a oh. rock type trainer.
0: Yeah. They're oh, all exactly. so deep. Usually. So deep.
3: the layers on it's like it's an onion. It's layers <laughs> upon layers. And it stinks. Yeah. Did you ever yeah,
0: realize that
1: horrible. misty is misty because of mist water? What? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. No. <laughs> I actually did it. I'm going to blow your
1: mind with this one. <sighs> Lieutenant Surge, <laughs> electric type, surging.
0: What? what? Okay, that that one I that one I caught it. Blaine? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Flame?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, that
0: one I, Oh my god, they all are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're not. They're not like Sabrina. I don't know how to
1: how to reach Erica Koga and Sabrina. Sabrina the teenage witch. Hey. I, okay, I don't know. There you go. Maybe that might actually maybe. be it. that might work. What was know. that on? I don't even know.
3: What, what did you say about Koga?
1: I don't know. Koga, I, know. I can't figure out. <laughs> oh. Koga, I don't know. I'm at,
3: Like If some of them are puns, I bet a lot of them are. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, in
0: Japanese, I bet you they're all puns. That's something to look up in I the future. See. But not now, because it's not relevant to this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Team Rocket's thinking of stealing the painting. They're like, we've been thinking of stealing Pokemon. But paintings are also worth money. so h- high-end thievery. They're oh. up in the game. <laughs> yeah, they're moving up.
1: Yeah, and Brock decides that they're, he's just going to sit there all night and just stare at this rock all night yeah, long. he's which,
0: obsessed. Jesus Christ. So Ash and Misty are going go to go back to the Poké Center they're stare, staying at, and Brock just has to make it back by the 11 p.m. curfew. Yeah, there's a curfew, and apparently. And it's a curfew time, and he's still yeah. not there. <laughs> well, What's up kids. with this curfew thing? Is there... Is this a state-imposed yeah, curfew? Yeah, literally, I was about to say. Is there, what kind of police state are
3: they living what in? What kind here? of police state is and the, this? And, and the and the and the, the blast doors come down in the in the poke center. Like, right.
1: No yeah, one's that, getting in and no one's getting out. That feels very irresponsible for the hospital to uh, shut its doors after a certain
3: time yeah. completely, <laughs> like walk
0: everybody out. Yeah, there's no emergency that, room. Yeah.
3: I didn't. I didn't know you could rent rooms at the Pokemon centers. Are they also? They're
0: also hotels.
1: Well, sometimes they just like sleep on the couches in the lobby. But I guess some have made. Yeah, I, I, oh, I
0: almost, I almost think hostel is is a better yeah. analogy oh, yeah, because, so. like, that's what it looked like in that episode. Really meet Charmander is it actually looks a lot like a like a mountain hostel yeah, kind of like in a common you're in the common area yeah like hostile. a common sleeping area kind of thing mm-hmm. um but it is weird this this curfew and maybe this is a a slight view into more of the politics of the pokemon world very interested in the mechanisms behind all of this but joy doesn't so she comes under joy comes out but she doesn't enforce like like the law of why there's a curfew like the legal reasons she mm-hmm. just says that staying up late is bad for the skin bad for your <laughs> appetite and makes you irritable <laughs> good life advice oh joy rules so. i'm I'm a hard convert uh coming into this show i in my head i was like i thought i would like jenny better have said this before and probably honestly just because of her design like she looks pretty cool but, uh, Joy's awesome. Joy's way better. <laughs> Jenny's Dude, look a scumbag. Motherly like. roles, hey? Oh, love the mummies. The anime <laughs> mummies. Oh, boy. Who doesn't that. love an anime mummy? I hate that so much. <laughs> Why? Well, the the term a, mummy is kind of hard on the ears, actually. Yes, though. absolutely. It's a little gross. The
1: internet has ruined it almost to the point of daddy as well. <laughs> like
0: it, oh, yeah? Take us to the next point, K-Daddy. Later-
1: Oh my god. Later that night- <laughs> <laughs> Later that night, Team Rocket is uh, sleeping, hanging from trees, like uh, little little cocoons.
0: Oh, the, yeah, this, is, this is the why? next what the what's fuck the, moment. What's the point of that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why are they
0: sleeping like cocoons? <laughs> that is not a why not situation. I mean, yeah. They could have slept <laughs> on the ground. Yeah,
1: but that's boring.
0: Maybe they're big brain. Maybe they, maybe that's what <laughs> a camping should be. You suspend <laughs> just... yourself from a tree like in a cocoon.
1: So they're hanging from this tree.
3: Yeah, a, they have those. Those are called hammocks. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, this but you're is like hanging vertical. Poopily. Like a vertical hammock. So <laughs> they sleep in the space station. They zip themselves up. Really. Yeah, no, they—that's how they do it. It literally, they—they they go like the sleeping bag is attached to a wall. Oh, they go in, yeah. they zip themselves up,
0: and it keeps them like contained, so they don't float around. There you go. I think Team Rocket's onto something here. And they're—they're they're doing this. They're sleeping right beside the shrine, right?
1: Yeah, that ghost comes back again, puts Meowth back to sleep, hypnotizes him back to sleep, and uh, James wakes up. Appears to Brock and James, who, once we cut to morning they have both gone missing.
0: No, this is so cool. Oh yeah, yeah, go
3: ahead. No. Oh, did does Ghastly ever learn charm?
0: Mm, good question. Or can
1: Gastly learn charm? Good question. I will look that up.
0: Well, Kellen's looking that up.
3: What's charm? So, charm is a is a move where in um if you if the Pokémon uses it against a Pokémon of the opposite sex, then Wrong. The, the Pokemon that it was used upon doesn't want to attack them anymore, isn't it?
1: You're thinking of Attract.
3: Oh, I'm thinking of Attract. Okay, sorry. Well, what I said about Charm, replace it with Attract, and then I'm correct.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry, that's the move that I wanted you to look up. Attract. Well, either way, regardless,
1: <laughs> Attract wasn't a move until Gen 2. So even if you can learn it, it's, it would still be um. Incorrect. Right,
3: yeah, okay. I remember, I remember, like, a Sentret or a Ferret using Attract. A Furret? That's furret. like a Ferret? Ferret Pokemon, yeah. Centret is the one who stands
0: up on its tail like a
1: Sentry. Ooh. Ghastly cannot learn
0: Attract. That's a classic JRPG trope, the uh, Attract or Charm move, too. Mm-hmm make uh, the enemies start attacking well, other enemies for
2: you.
3: There's a there's a champion in, in League of Legends that does it and it's based off of the nine tailed um like Fox Lady oh, from K- Japanese Kitsune. mythology. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know much about it. I imagine you know more
0: than I do but well, I just know the name. That's about it. Oh okay. <laughs> so the <laughs> mythology should come Pops up, like, up everywhere. You, pops yeah. up in lots of series. So
1: now that it's morning, Ash and Misty are looking for Brock, Jesse's looking for James around this shrine. Uh, They bump into each other, and Jesse starts to try to do the motto all by herself, imitating James. This is a good motto moment. (laughs) This is a good motto moment.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate when they put some effort into making the mottos fun again, Mm -hmm. because the the default motto is so boring by this point. Mm -hmm.
1: And so after that, they hear James kind of reciting his part of the motto in the distance. He and Brock come flying out of the shrine they didn't look inside the the building looking for them they just looked around the perimeter
0: maybe they right. thought it was locked as one does well, they didn't try it <laughs> and i also like her line if you aren't here at least come out and tell us yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh-uh. so i do
3: that a lot i do that a lot with students sometimes i will like take attendance if i'm yeah. subbing oh, yeah. uh backstory i'm a teacher um um. So I'll do that when I'm <laughs> subbing, and I'll get all the people say yes here, here, and then I'll say, anybody not here, raise your hand.
0: Oh, oh
2: Boo. <laughs>
0: they fucking hate that joke by now. <laughs> but there's probably do one kid. Time. There's probably one kid who absolutely loves it. I'm to sure. To the there point is. where if you don't say it, like <laughs> their day is ruined. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't say it every time. I, 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 it's, it's a special occasion oh Uh, bad joke like a friday or a tuesday there's one teacher that plays rebecca oh my god i was just gonna say that's horrible every single single (laughs) week every
1: (laughs) single week on friday before at the start of every single class while you're walking in, he will be playing Rebecca's Rebecca Black's Friday.
2: Friday, And every time, every
1: single week when he does that, as class begins, he'll turn off the song and be like, I just heard this hot new jam by a Ms. Rebecca Black. I thought I'd play it for you guys. It's a hot new jam. He's great.
0: Oh, that's actually not bad. You know what? That's commitment to the bit. It is. That's the kind of thing that at first it's cringy and then it becomes, you know, even worse. But eventually it kind of breaks through that cringe barrier. Yeah, It <laughs> comes out the other side and it sort of becomes funny somehow. <laughs> Commitment to the bit.
1: Okay, so that old lady comes back again and explains the whole situation as to what's going on. Brock and James have seen the ghost of the maiden. And Pikachu is able to shock them out of their trance. So good Pikachu moment. So
0: Ash's solution for anything is to yeah. get Pikachu to shock <laughs> Right, uh, th- this They're one re- I guess, restart the heart, yeah. Right. Restart them. Well, there was this previous episode, I don't remember if, if you remember this, Melon. I think it was the one in the sinking ship where okay. uh, Ash is like, I need a problem solved, Pikachu, jump start my brain. Yeah, <laughs> so he, gets, he gets Pikachu to that's like this. He just gets Pikachu to shock everything to solve anything. It makes no sense. Get that endorphin rush, that adrenaline, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Pikachu, try to kill me. That will help. <laughs> Get me closer to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Get that inspiration. <laughs> oh. Oh, Ash is one of those weirdos who talks about sativa all the time, aren't they? Like, like take this radical drug, and you will see you will see what happens when you die. That's a well, imagine it Ash Pikachu on ayahuasca. Shocks. Yeah, ayahuasca. That's that's what I was thinking of.
1: The old lady explains that the men get the life sucked out of them from this ghost. Brock doesn't care though; he's still fucking horny.
0: Yeah, he is. He's so into it, and he will get weird. his life drained. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, drain me. <laughs> drain me, woman. Do it. <laughs> I dare you. And the old woman has a solution. It's these anti-ghost stickers which is send a charge buddy for. This is this is I don't totally know how this is pronounced, but I think they're called Ofuda. This is a, a thing from uh, a, I, I think they use them in both Shinto and Buddhist religions in Japan, but they're various charms, fortunes that are on like pieces of paper like that um that's what that's that's uh mocked up after it's a, just a protection racket
3: right at this point point <laughs> yeah in the in the episode yeah not 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 the other stuff but the episode specific yeah
1: she's a total grifter totally making them making them pay for uh mm-hmm. for these stickers <laughs> right
3: <laughs> getting these stickers you can't give them the away like, for creating, free creating the situation Creating the culture of fear, Ooh. and then
0: selling the solution. Oh, that's a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, kind of big brain, and totally uh, totally that. Totally uh, creating the market, mm-hmm. and then exploiting it. So, so now it's night, and uh, they've got these stickers everywhere, right? All over the shrine, all over Brock and James. And then the ghost appears anyways, and just blasts all the stickers away.
1: Yeah, because the, the ones on James don't work because uh, Team Rocket got it got it for free. For every couple sets of stickers that the gang bought, Team Rocket got a set for free. Uh, freebie stickers, as we all know,
0: do not work. <laughs> you have to what, earn it. <laughs> yeah, They're also the only ones that stay, though. Like, Brock's and the ones on the Shrine all fly away. And then the ones on James actually stay there, but they still go into the spiel about how they're not working because they were freebies. I think what is actually going on is that this is definitive proof that Brock is just the bigger simp than James? <laughs> Brock will not deviate from simping. <laughs> it's his core identity. It's his core exactly. It's all he knows. It's, it's, what's what were those things you were telling me about? Uh, Kellen like in Pokemon, like innate abilities that some of them will have. Yeah, like abilities SIs or something.
1: Yeah. Abilimious.
0: abilities. That's Brock. He, he has, like, Ultra Simp ability. Yeah. <laughs> simp Max. <laughs> Jesse was about to,
3: uh, oh no, Jesse was about to blow up this, or try to blow this thing up.
1: Yeah, Jesse Brock tries launcher. to shoot a ghost with a rocket. I, it's awesome. I don't I don't know <laughs> where, what she's trying to do here. And where did it come from? <laughs> <laughs> they just have rocket launchers in their back pocket.
0: Yeah, yeah, so the, the, the ghost operation is pulling Brock at, uh, and and James away and Jesse to to save James yeah pulls at this rocket launcher blasts him Jesse's the MVP of this episode for me. She I think really she's is. the hero. Yeah. She's got the strongest message. She's basically like, like, look, ghost, you're pushing a, a dated agenda. I know you're two thousand years old, so it's kind of a, <laughs> kind of makes sense. But you're pushing this dated agenda of like a woman's whole identity hinging mm-hmm. on her man, and she's like, just like, do your thing. Don't live your life for other people. Like, be yourself. I was like, and she's got a rocket launcher. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Jesse's hella cool, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> i've I always i think i always liked Jessie. she
3: always stood out to me as like a good character
2: yeah um, she's even cool. like
3: way back when when i was watching it she never annoyed me but as like a six-year-old or whenever it came out say <laughs> 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 so yeah, i have a question about that rocket launcher and i just had a thought maybe team rocket where are these all these items? Maybe, maybe they're uh, like "quote unquote" prowess. Not necessarily Jesse and James, particularly, but Team Rocket as an organization. Maybe they figured out a way to to take that Pokemon storage technology of the balls and do it with stuff. Oh, maybe that's where all these things are coming from. Maybe she's got like a utility belt of of miniature Pokemon balls. I like balls, this, and <laughs> that then, she can like, have it rocket launchers, and she can just like she can apparate a rocket launcher. Out of the Pokeball or well, that, Ball, that's an, we'll
0: another Dragon Ball reference. Then it's oh, yeah, the alternate capsule. reality Capsule Corp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Team Rocket <laughs> is the uh, the Bulma, the, yeah. the Brief Foundation or whatever they Bulma are. Bulma
3: has crazy
0: blue hair. Jesse has crazy oh. red hair. Maybe. Oh, this is going time. deep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she starts to attack the crew. The ghost starts to attack the crew with uh, with actual ghosts. Dexter is unable to detect any sort of Pokemon presence in it. But then Dexter's able to detect a Ghastly inside the ghost of the maiden. And I thought this was a really cool moment of them trying to figure out, like, what are these things? Are these Pokemon? And then Dexter being able to see through the uh, the ghost's disguise and determine that, yes, it is, in fact, Ghastly.
0: And at that point, the Ghastly, like, reveals itself. Mm-hmm. Ghastly. And it, no, it talks. Is
1: Ghastly actually talking? Or is it
2: like a tele-
3: telepathy thing?
2: It's mouth is moving. Yeah, teaches. Its mouth <laughs> well,
3: is moving, so I'm so pretty sure he was speaking.
1: <laughs>
3: Does <laughs> Gasly like, have lungs? <laughs> but it's like illusion, an illusion apparition that he's telepathically inducing yeah. in in people's brains, right?
0: I don't think it. So they, they can that go deep. into
3: the mind.
0: Yes, yeah, Gasly even physical. Does Gasly have? They don't. They, f- don't, lungs? they don't take normal damage, right? Or Yeah, they don't take damage from
1: normal moves.
0: So they take elemental damage. Mm. Oh, wait, the. Uh.
1: I don't know. I think he's actually talking. Isn't it
0: weird that he was talking though? Like this isn't normal, right? Like most Gastlies don't do this. Oh yeah, this
1: no, is this isn't this Gastly? isn't normal. Yeah, Ash tries to fight it and this <laughs> Gastly has solutions for everything Ash throws at it. He, uh, yeah, it goes for this Pikachu. Is awesome. Gastly turns into a fucking mouse trap, tries to <laughs> kill
0: Pikachu. This this was some Looney Tunes shit. This was this like was the Tom and Jerry. It was I great. I love this. <laughs> Acme shows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes a mouse trap,
3: then a stops cat me toy.
1: with a cat toy, yeah,
3: yeah I had a thought here was like meow well me- you're never gonna take Persian spot if you allow yourself to get distracted that easily
1: mm-hmm <laughs> Ekans gets scared off by a real life. <laughs> Mongoose, like not a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a straight up mongoose. Yeah, not in
0: a, not a Pokemon. The real, real life animal, a mongoose.
1: <laughs> What's interesting, I, I was looking through the uh, the dub edit stuff in. Uh, so in the English dub, it's the mongoose says it's dinner time. But in the original Japanese, it actually just says mongoose, like a Pokemon.
0: <laughs> They should have kept that. That's they money. should have kept that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And then when and then when coughing is gonna use its gas, the mongoose suddenly has a gas mask on.
1: <laughs> yeah, James says coughing used poison gas, which is not a move it can learn in Gen One. Not a move, folks. Nope. Nope. It can't learn that in Gen One. It can learn it in Gen Two, but not Gen One.
3: That doesn't make any sense. They're like
1: filled with smoke, aren't they? Yeah, nothing Guns. in aren't Generation One gassy. makes any fucking sense whatsoever you
0: heard it here first folks gen one doesn't make sense it doesn't
1: that's not even a hot take charizard couldn't fly
0: (laughs) it's a cold take only the coldest takes here folks like that beachside food last episode. Get it <laughs> while it's cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Gasly stomps down the uh, the coffin with his gas mask. Smoking is prohibited.
0: I felt really bad for
3: Charmander this one. Oh, it's so sad. Gasly turned into a fire extinguisher and was trying to put out his flame. That would yeah, kill Charmander. Sad. That would kill that him.
0: That's too far. Well, was, a mouse trap yeah. would kill Pikachu, too. Yeah. <laughs> also, isn't it weird that but even in this... But he's also in
3: playing this... into Charmander's trauma. It's like Aww, double bad.
0: That is bad.
1: Gastly, what the yeah. hell is wrong with you? Not cool.
0: Not cool. Probably didn't know. So.
1: Doesn't mean he can he's allowed to try to kill Charmander.
0: His, so, Gasly's next uh, apparition is Love awesome. This. So, so Ash sends out Bulbasaur and Squirtle at the same time, tag team. And so, <laughs> like Gasly makes apparition of Venusaur and Blastoise. And then another... Dra- <laughs> this was definitely a Dragon Ball reference. Fusion? It has oh! to be. It has to be. Yeah. They do the fusion dance yeah. from Dragon Ball. Uh, <laughs> you know, originally where Goten and Trunks turn into Gotenks in the Boo Saga. They do that. <laughs> But with Venusaur and Blastoise and turned into Venus toys. <laughs>
3: Fantastic. <laughs> when, okay, so but but when did when did the Boo Saga when did it originally get published as a So manga? the whole
0: the Dragon Ball manga period, like including what we call Dragon Ball Z as well, finished <laughs> in ninety five.
3: Okay, so this so is it, after. yeah,
0: this is definitely a reference to okay. that.
1: Either yeah. way, it's fantastic. I,
0: it's gotta be right. <laughs> yeah, it, it has
1: to be hundred <laughs> percent. Watching Blastoise and Venusaur do a fusion hot dance is so good. I don't even like. I've never even seen Dragon Ball, but it's amazing. They
3: they yeah, and they, and they even lean over to each other and touch and touch tips of, of their <laughs> fingers.
0: Yeah, they touch <laughs> tips and thus fuse. <laughs> ooh.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh.
0: It's an episode about love. He's our love expert. No one's yeah. our love expert. Here to teach <laughs> us about touching tips. If a you tips, of love. you will
3: become one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so a couple episodes ago, there was a moment where Brock quoted the Bible, the story of Noah. Um, we have another Bible reference. Misty pulls out a cross to ward off the evil spirits
0: yeah i think this this one i i think is less about a real world religious reference and more about that she pulls out vampire hunting that gear. Too. Period. yeah it's it's <laughs> this joke that like very van helsing of her yeah because she pulls out garlic at holy water i don't what else does she and pull out she pulls a out steak? a
1: garlic a steak and a hammer
0: yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> the right titty. there and is it Ghastly who calls her out? He's like, I'm not a vampire. Yeah. Like, that's kind, yeah. that's kind of <laughs> racist. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> you just assume
0: that I have the same weaknesses <laughs> of a vampire? So
1: then a bell tolls. It's turning into morning. As the sun rises, Ghastly disapparates. He will return in the next festival, so this ghastly comes. Yeah, he's back like, so you know other. how I was
0: just saying how I'm not a vampire. Well, there's one thing I do have common with a vampire. It's just a coincidence. Don't <laughs> stereotype, <laughs> but I can't be around during the sunlight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he says how he's gonna come back and make more money. So what is what does a Pokemon do with with money? I wonder. Well, if money can buy
1: goods and services.
3: <laughs> what Fuck is a off. ghastly gonna do
2: with? <laughs> what is a ghastly
3: gonna do with with money? What does what does a ghost need? What can a ghost interact with?
0: What is? The, yeah, I I that's a good point, Noah. What does the ghastly need with money? Does he just want to
3: accrue wealth?
0: Yeah, I guess is so. He,
3: does he want to be at the top in the top rung? Of,
0: He's kind of um, like a squirrel who's just like finding shiny <laughs> objects. <laughs> or um. What's it?
3: Uh, Magpies do that. Magpies and crows will do that. So at the
1: end of this festival, the tradition, people will send out candles on boats to guide lost spirits back home. And then we see, for the first time, the real ghost of Maiden's Peak, thanking Ghastly for keeping the legend alive. So the ghost is real. There is a real one. Is what the, a twist. Is the
3: candles on boats thing? Is that a is that a actual like is that a Japanese tradition? Yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna ask if, if either of you knew what this whole festival is, it actually is, like in real life. Because oh, it is it's, it's probably O Bone, which is a Buddhist festival that happens in uh late August. Um I actually know about O Bone because uh like my wife's mother still celebrates it. Um my, my wife is Canadian but part Japanese. Uh so through that history, yeah, they celebrate Obon, which is like a festival of the dead, I think, loosely. And it's it's supposedly a time where the spirits of your loved ones can actually come back to this realm and visit. Oh, so it's they like, have
3: um... sorry. Yeah, go just, ahead. it's it's just like it's like uh Dia de los Muertos in
0: uh Mexican culture.
3: Or some Probably. like Day of the I... Dead. I don't know yeah, much Day about
0: dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, so
3: day of the day of the dead is um. So I what I've learned about this I've learned from the animated movie Coco. Oh, nice. Um, which which is the the premise of the film. So I imagine that they would have gotten it correct. Um, but the idea is uh, you put the uh, the pictures of your loved ones up on basically a shrine. It's called an uh, uh, an ofrenda, and on the the day of the dead or Dia de, de los Muertos, um, they're they're able to cross back into the land of of the living, and that's how you keep um your loved one's spirits alive in in the spirit world.
0: Oh nice. Um, yeah, I and think and this somebody, is similar,
3: yeah. So in, in the, the premise of the movie is that uh you die two deaths. It's the which which is a common common phrase actually, um, where you die two deaths. One when your body dies and then another death when the last person who remembers you forgets about you. Um so the whole premise of that movie is they're trying to the the main character is trying to prevent the um the the death or there's a there's a character who's who's trying to prevent his second death by getting his his picture back onto his family's a friend uh oh um, that sounds good it's a good movie sad
0: movie cried nice. like a bitch <laughs> <laughs> all those movies are sad <laughs> Ain't good uh yeah no that sounds that sounds really similar um and I don't know the specifics of Obon and how it ties to to buddhism but i I do know that it has some component of, of visiting spirits so this this part with the boats then uh and the candles is a is a a part at the end of Obon called toro uh, Nagashi where it, basically you're lighting a candle to help guide the spirits back to the underworld so this is like when they're when they're leaving from their their visits to uh to this realm, I guess. Um and there there that's a straw I'm glad you brought that up, Nolan though, no, about this like remembering the people after they're, they're dead and that being important. Because that's then what Ghastly when it's talking to the real ghost, that's sorta all she wants is to like be remembered. And that's what Ghastly I guess is sort of like a you know, he's a ghost Pokemon and he's sort of chill with the ghosts. He's like, Yeah, I got <laughs> you. I got you. But that's what she wants. She wants to be remembered.
3: I think it's kind of cool that the ghost pokemon can exist in sort of like both planes of existence within, yeah, that's within the, the cool. realm of of pokemon where they they can be within like the physical realm and the in the ethereal realm corporeal versus ethereal and they can they can inhabit both in both both worlds so to speak.
0: They should do a spin off about the ghosts like a fatal frame kind of thing. <laughs> that would be <cool. laughs> like a horror ghost pokemon legend. snap Ghost. Oh come on, Snap Ghost Edition! Oh yeah. my God, oh my God, Game Freak, call us up. We got a billion dollar idea. Got to trademark <laughs> that real fast. <laughs> you got to get on this and give us some of that money.
1: So it's the end of the festival. Back to the episode. It's the end of the festival. Uh, everyone is participating in the festival. Brock notes that he wishes that the the ghost was two thousand years younger. And that's pretty much where the episode ends.
0: Yeah, and this this final shot of the festival is uh is definitely like these real festivals I was talking about, mm-hmm. um, but is also an anime cliche where everybody puts on uh yakuta and, and kimonos and has uh, uh mochi on a stick and yeah. dances and stuff. And we see even uh, Joy and Jenny uh, uh joining in. Oh yeah, and Team Rocket's playing the drums. Yeah, Team Rocket's even having a good time.
1: Yeah, I
3: wondered why don't they choose that as a career path. Flame <laughs> <Play drum. laughs> Yeah. Being traditional Because musicians. they're good at I know. stealing they're Pokemon,
0: so... obviously. Are they though? I think they are. <laughs> they're terrible at stealing Pokemon. <laughs> they're horrible they think at they're it. They're good at it. You're right. They're good at theatrics.
3: Yes. They'd be really good as a stage on, on stage. <laughs>
0: they the would be good on stage. We we kind of figured out in a previous episode. We think they're being coerced because they go into ah, they that. go into their finances about like what they earn from Team Rocket mm. monthly, and it's almost nothing. So I think they're being like exploited about like room and room and board. Like this is kind of like typical gang stuff, actually. Yeah, they're basically being told you're worthless. There is no other life for you except for this. Like they're being extorted into. Um, what's the word I'm
3: looking for? This is it's happening again. Um, they're being <laughs> we, extorted we into, words. yeah. Your amnesia hits indentured servitude.
0: Ooh, indentured yeah, those are big servitude. Words. Big terms. Are big words. Yeah. Very big words. Yeah, I think that is what is happening in Timor So yeah, literary time. I I kind of went into most. Well, I went into most of the tropes I wanted to because about this stuff about the the mountain witch with the and fortune teller Baba, and then also like the history of the festivals. There's a whole history though of like in uh in mythology and and in uh asian folklore they they refer to them as white lady stories, which is like about a lady who's who's like waiting around for a lover or like a scorned lover who then has some uh supernatural aspect either like after she dies that's then tied back to the real world uh, the articles i the rabbit hole I went down ties this to uh a Chinese play, sixteenth century play by Tang Jiangsu, called "The Peony Pavilion." I'm assuming that's a translated name. Um, they call that about one of the oldest scorned lover, mourning woman, ghost stories. And uh, yeah, it has it has that cliche in it. But that's where they're kind of like pulling that that trope back to. So that's a yeah, that's a really. And that's a pretty common trope in a lot of anime and manga too. It also clearly informs um, sort of like a conventional Japanese horror, right? Like a lot of this stuff like the grudge and and the ring have to do with uh, women, girls, et cetera, who uh, unfortunate stuff happened to, and then their souls sort of take that out on on the living. There's uh, another dark water, black
3: water. Is That another one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember,
0: remember the Japanese name for that, but yeah.
3: I've seen the American version. The-
0: yeah, I've only seen the American version all of these two.
1: Well, should we move on I to the guess. rating? Okay. Well, oh, yes. I, I had not I
3: don't know thought about okay. it. If if, if if that's okay.
1: Oh, okay. Fine. As, as fine. a guest,
3: as a guest, can I have my own movie time with Nolan? Ugh, because fine. I thought I thought that this this episode was Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh wow, that is a stretch. Okay. Because because you'll 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 recall in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark that Indiana Jones had no effect on the plot whatsoever.
0: Yeah, that's a common nerd argument okay yeah. to fill in people the, yeah, in it, that in
3: Indiana so Indiana Jones. Oh, you can you can go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, well Indiana Jones segment. had no effect on the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay? So the the premise is the uh the uh, the Nazis are are looking for um the Ark of the Covenant. Um, which holds the, uh, the the Ten Commandments? Is that the tablets of the Ten Commandments? Is that what it was? It's in the Ark. I can't remember. Sure, <laughs> don't remember. Sure. Anyway, I um the the Nazis are looking for it in 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 the in the desert, and and Indiana Jones wants to get it before them because obviously we don't want the Nazis to have uh, occult shit. Um, so uh, Indiana Jones is, is looking for the Ark, and he finds it, but it ends up in the hands of the Nazis anyway. And the Nazis open it, and all of their faces melt. the The argument is that that was all going to happen anyway, so Indiana Jones had no effect on on the plot of the movie whatsoever. And in this episode, Ash, Misty, and Brock have no effect on the plot whatsoever. They are just there as observers. Ghastly's doing it, doing doing its thing. Uh, anyway, the festival happens. They're just
1: kind of along for the ride. That might be the biggest stretch we've had so far. Congratulations. It was pretty You're good.
0: Yeah, I I like how you really zoned in on a very specific aspect of the plot structure. Uh, That's that's what I live for, right? Yeah, you go. Creating meaning where there is none. They're just observers. They are just observers. They're not not participants. Also, can we go back to bashing Kellen's tastes in media? You haven't seen Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have not. No, but you've you've seen what have you seen? Anything?
2: I've seen, <laughs> I've seen one Pokemon? of the
1: Indiana Jones films. I think it's whatever the first one? one is. That's Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't think it was that one. Maybe it that's was the second first one.
3: Is it? Maybe does it have an one. annoying kid in it?
1: I don't remember. It's been a long time.
0: Temple of is Doom is a, the second. Is there a woman that's that screams Andy over I don't and over again? Know. I do not. And remember. then the annoying kid named Short Round goes. Yeah, I may, have, I goes, have may, I may have not Indy, been much. your attention. heart. <laughs> or is, is when Sean they're about Connery to take out his. Is, that's the third one, but yeah. the, number two, where they're about to rip out of Indy's heart, and they're yeah. like, "Kali Ma, Kali Ma, <laughs> into your heart." All right, let's do the rating. Let's get to this that. is now an Indiana Jones podcast. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah four poor time we're gonna pull up random categories and rank this episode based on them What's our f- do you have your uh ping pongs with you i I
1: do not have the physical four poor with me but I do have the spreadsheet of all the categories that are in the four poor that's the balls. <laughs> I'm, I think I think <laughs> <switch> as <laughs> as the guest we'll uh we'll let nolan pick a number between one and oh, 24 that's
3: uh that's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. um
1: 23. 23 is sweet sentences. That'll Ooh, be our first okay. category. okay, so this
0: is where we mm-hmm. highlight good sentences that we like. Uh, yeah, if only you were 2,000 years younger, there's that <laughs> one. Um, I thought I had another one written down. Uh, oh, Jesse's saying, you ain't got a ghost of a chance. It's not, yeah. not bad. It's not bad. I like Gastly's,
1: smoking is prohibited.
0: <laughs> nice with the state.
1: coughing, <laughs> yeah.
0: Joy's whole staying up late is bad for the skin. That's funny. <laughs> That's good. Uh, if I'll say seven. You're at least come out and tell us. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I go the seven as well. Nolan. Oh, Uh you've I like. Got I really a rating like as Jesse's. well. I didn't know
2: weird. that.
3: Uh, I I really enjoyed uh, Jesse's rant about asserting uh, her independence as a woman. I mm. like so that too, on, yeah. That that alone will. We'll, we'll bump it up.
1: I'll go with an eight. Seven, seven, and eight. What the hell is the average? I think that's just seven. Seven, seven, eight. Seven,
3: seven, like, seven, oh, seven, three seven. Seven point three, three rounding, repeating, of course.
1: Point, yeah, seven <laughs> yeah, point three yeah. repeating, of course. <laughs> seven point three repeating. Okay, we'll go with that. Of course. <laughs> that's and that's only the first category. Give us another number. Oh, right. Yeah, we
3: do um, two
0: categories. Uh, t- four, four. The soundtrack. Oh, uh. Oh shit, it's in the I, next I had, episode. Yeah. Ah, we should have pulled that out. in the next episode. Nothing's nothing. <laughs> the, yeah, next epi- <laughs> the next episode has really interesting soundtrack choices. Yeah. I don't remember I did, this not, one's soundtrack. Nothing at all. stood out. Even yeah. even the song at the end where Jesse and
3: James are supposedly uh participating in the song, I don't remember.
0: Me either. No, you no, no.
1: No, but there's nothing Zero. like specifically bad. Zero. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say zero, because it zero's. wasn't
0: bad. Well, zero's the baseline. <laughs> no, no, we determined the last time,
3: time that five
1: is okay, the baseline. It's
0: five the, okay, five, then. <laughs> yeah, nothing stood out
3: good or bad, I guess, five.
1: 7.3...
3: Repeating, <laughs> of course.
1: Yeah, 7.333333333. Plus... Uh, <laughs> Accurate. Important. <5 laughs> <laughs> divided by two. Today, Ghost of Maiden's Peak is uh, 6.16 repeating. Out of ten. Oh, nice.
3: there you go. Yeah. I read somewhere that uh, NASA, when doing their planetary calculations, they only use like six decimal places or something. Or four. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that's, it. that's all. That's, that's it. If, if 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 four decimal places is good enough for NASA, it's good enough for this podcast. It's good enough for the four poor. There
1: you go. All right, let's move on. to Episode <laughs> twenty-one, one of the most iconic episodes of the entire anime. It's Bye Bye Butterfree. Kick us off. Okay, fine. I thought maybe you wanted to add something, but whatever. That's a play on Bye Bye Birdie.
3: Classic, classic uh, musical. No, it's uh, just what, what, what it
1: it the, the game says when you release a Pokemon. It just says, Bye <laughs> Bye Pokemon. I choose to believe it's, it's a reference to Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> So the gang is off to Saffron City now, which is kind of out of the intended order of the games, because usually it would be Celadon. Like Erica is considered the fourth gym leader. Yeah, I was gonna ask Surge, you about
0: gym orders. They're looking for Saffron City now.
1: Yeah, after Surge you can pretty much do everything you want. Um Open World. The only the only restrictions you have after um actually after Misty, because you can do Surge, Erica sabrina koga in any order you want the only restrictions are that you have to have seven badges before you fight giovanni and that you fight koga before you fight blaine because you need access to surf other otherwise you can do whatever you want but sabrina is intended to be like fifth or sixth
0: so ash is doing whatever he wants
1: Mm mm-hmm so they come across Butterfree's Season of Love, where they mate and they love. lay their eggs across the sea. I <laughs>
3: enjoyed the fact that they started the episode with all of them in the Call of the Void. It was very relatable. For those of you that don't know what the Call of the Void is, it's that feeling when you're at a high place of wanting to uh, leap. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's an intrusive thought. It's a, con- it's a common oh, intrusive thought that many, Senate many people term. have. It's the term. The term is the call of the void. Sounds very Lovecraftian. Very
1: dark. And so Ash starts wondering if he should let his Butterfree go. Go be a dad. Go be a parent.
0: Yeah, this episode puts a lot of emphasis on on having children, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, that Butterfree... That'd be so sad if it couldn't have kids. I was,
3: I was, I got, I got, I got words to say about the whole, the whole thing, but we'll save that for a little later.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this episode gets a little weird.
1: So the gang follows Butterfree in a hot air balloon. A, where did they get it? B, why is there no hot air balloon, like, pilot attendant? They're just letting these children fly a hot air balloon through the sky? Uh, I have a theory dangerous.
3: here. I have a theory here. You know, all that time Brock was spending away from the
0: group in previous previous episodes,
3: he was getting his hot air balloon license.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a good insight. <laughs> he does Perfect. just disappear randomly a lot, so. <laughs> and I got a lot of problems with the hot, the way the hot air balloon is uh is portrayed in. in okay, this, let's in this hear this your problems. I don't have problems. Let's hear hot your problems. Hot air balloons are a are
3: a very passive method of flight. Right. Okay, you don't have control. The only way that you can move in a hot air balloon is if you take advantage of the different levels of, of air currents that exist in, in the atmosphere now there's different in, in the different levels of the atmosphere the wind is going to be going in different directions and that, and that is the, literally the only control you have in, of your directionality when you're when you're piloting a hot air balloon they seem to just be able to go wherever they want whenever they want um,
0: and it's bullshit. <laughs> it's a magic hot air balloon. Not how it works. Not how it works. It's how it works a if you have magic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they follow the Butterfree, all the Butterfree out. Uh, Ash lets his Butterfree out so he can get
0: some, get his, get uh get, some, uh, get, get his, his free gone. on. Get his gro- Butterfree on. speed dating here at the OK <laughs> Corral.
1: <laughs> so trainers all, from all over the place are letting out their Butterfree. They're releasing them into the wild so they can go have their own families. Of course, Brock sees a cute girl in another hot air balloon. He freaks out. He wants Ash's Butterfree to go get her Butterfree so that the trainers can fall in love because that's exactly how that works.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Brock is just always looking for an end. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's looking for more than that. Brock wants Butterfree to be his wingman. Heyo! <laughs> What's up? Hey yo.
3: I like uh, Misty's line of... Uh, "I'm." Oh, I think I'm jumping
0: ahead here.
1: Uh-oh, well, you can okay. cut that.
0: Well, Misty does have a line around here where she's saying that all Butterfree mm-hmm. look the same. Yeah. I thought first, that was, first, first thought she that was some racist bullshit. That
3: <laughs> has a, is, is a vampire. And now, and now she's... All Butterfrees look the same to her. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, That's Misty is, is not... A, okay, yeah, Jesse was the best in that last episode. Misty is not looking good in these two she, she episodes. Is the worst Misty episode. is Tucker Tucker Carlson. <laughs> she's, she's gone off the deep end. She's uh she I I was thinking she's
3: Jordan Peterson, but Yeah. <laughs> ben Shapiro. Got these antiquated ideas. Now let's say of how
1: hypothetically that Butterfree didn't look all the same. Um that's all I got. <laughs>
3: now do a Kermit the
1: frog voice. Hi, hello. Oh, my God. <clears throat> that was Jordan Peterson. Perfect. Hi-oh. Kermit the Frog here. my uh- <laughs>
0: yeah, I want to I hear Kermit the Frog talking about how all Butterfree are the same. <laughs> all
1: these Butterfree look exactly the same to me. Um, I can't tell the difference between any single Butterfree, even though in Gen 2 onwards, Butterfree, between male and uh, female actually do have different patterns on their wings <laughs> and antennae that are different
2: lengths. That
0: was incredible. And, and a big a disclaimer, folks, that was not generated with AI. <laughs> that sounded like <laughs> that an AI lying. generated. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna be
1: listening that to that lying. back later, and oh my god, that's probably horrible.
0: No, it was incredible. Okay. Now,
3: this I this episode let me into another another insight about Brock. Okay. Okay. Um, we know that Brock is a he's obsessed with meeting uh, a girl who he can ostensibly then have sex with. It's because he's he's a breeder. He wants to be a Pokemon breeder. He has. Oh, I didn't tie that together. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: Interesting.
0: Oh, you think he watches them? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the Pokemon specifically. We're you, Brock. His, That's gross. His identity,
3: everything about Brock seems to revolve around the act of breeding sex.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That's, I never I mean, put that wrong. together. Just like I never put together that Misty's name has to do with water. So <laughs> <laughs>
3: Connections.
1: So, now, are are we also to uh, Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're, <laughs> what you're gonna what go ahead, going to say is. Go ahead, Kermit. I'll just do the rest of the episode in the Kermit voice. So, uh, Butterfree sees me, uh, another pink Butterfree. Uh, me, uh, me, uh, go <laughs> Please air. don't.
2: Please
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Butterfree sees a pink Butterfree flying around. He starts doing his mating dance to entice her, but she slaps him. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's so sad. Is... What color are shiny Butterfree's in the game? Butterfree? Are they pink? No. They should have been, but uh Butterfree shiny is pretty much the same except it's like a little bit I think like a tiny bit darker and its eyes are green.
3: So why is this Butterfree pink? Are we do we knows. To believe that this is the only female Butterfree?
1: Well, it's not a female so Butterfree. They, they've tied necessarily. female
3: Butterfree. Well, isn't uh oh, I'm pretty sure okay. Is is Ash's Butterfree
1: male? They they always refer to Ash's Pokémon at least in this generation as it because generation mm. 1 Pokémon didn't have genders in the okay, games. Well,
3: I am quickly going to look up the ratio. I believe of, it's 50/50. Uh, Butterfree's.
1: Most Pokémon are 50/50 in general.
3: Yeah, it's 50/50.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So, it's just a
3: just it's just a way think. to and make why it does to at call it. attention to it.
1: Who knows?
0: Yeah, I guess it doesn't have a lore connection. I was going to ask about that, too, but it sounds like just a one-off. It, it's mm-hmm. it's Clearly, they just did this for the episode so that you could keep track of the characters. Yeah. Uh, because they did, they... because Misty's right, okay? I hate to say it, she's right. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> no, but so they do that to uh, because it, we'll see right it away they, they do this to, they change Ash's butterfree a little mm-hmm. bit, too. Gives him a little scarf. It's adorable. It is adorable. It is very cute. So the Butterfree, ashes Butterfree, yeah, flies off in shame, he's embarrassed, Gang's looking for it, he's depressed from the rejection. Brock is being weird and dramatic <laughs> again, he talking about Brock his own relates. personal heartache. He uh, can he, write a book he, about he, it. He relates in the worst ways, though. And and uh, Okay, I had to remind myself a lot in this episode that they're animals, like this stuff does exist in the animal kingdom, so it's not that weird. But if you take what they're saying and their attitudes, if you try to project that onto people, it's extremely disheartening. <laughs> it's yes. this, like it's this viewpoint that their value comes down to like their ability to get a mate and that getting a mate comes through kind of prowess, right? like alpha male sort of bullshit
3: There in one of Misty's lines where she talks about how the the pink butterfree rejected Butterfree and how could she do that? And it's like, misty. Um, is is Ashes Butterfree entitled to mate with the Pink Butterfree? It's like, hey, let me—I just did this cool kickflip. Now, fuck me.
0: Right? Like, <laughs> that's what, it's Check not, out that's what it sounds kick like. Kickflip. Now, fuck
3: me. Yes, that is Take what it, it sounds my like. a sweet trick, Napoleon Dynamite out here. If that was the world, Napoleon Dynamite would be
0: swimming in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and why Misty's is advice sucks? Misty's advice is cancerous. Oh my goodness, is it horrible? Because yeah, she's so appalled thinking that that this is all on the female butterfree, right? That she should be taking accountability for for the feelings that are going on here. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 her her body, Misty. Yeah, <laughs> you. and
3: then she gets even worse you. when she says that love is an aggressive thing, like. What, I wrote that she, whole thing down. The,
0: she says, oh, okay, she, you do it, you do it. In the Kermit the Frog voice. No, in your regular voice. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Tell yeah, us what yeah, Misty said. It, you, said, said,
1: said. You, you said it, I'll do it in the Kermit voice. Uh, she says, no. <laughs> oh, Love is all about attacking your opponent first. You don't need quick punch and surprise them while they still weak. Take the lead and you'll beat them hands down. Yay!
0: Okay, so love is all about attacking your opponent first. Yeah, Brock's all into that. He's like, I should have been doing that all the time. Like, they're just like, Oh my
3: god. Well the problem comes down to yeah, viewing viewing a relationship as a as a um uh well that's happening. A sport. Uh yeah, as like a sport which which is which is a, a kind of a tenant or, or symptom of, of a, a toxic masculinity. Uh, within the society incels like, rape right? culture lots yeah, of the, just uh, basically the the page like the patriarchy, the patriarchy. Stuff, right? we're gonna we Misty, we're gonna lose some on. viewers here using the p word <laughs> but um what viewers yeah it's 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 a it, that is a result of it right where 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 sex and relationships is seen as as uh as a sport or you or you get a you, like the 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 woman that the man gets is is like a quote unquote trophy, right? And that's exactly what's happening. And Brock really really fucking likes this idea. Um, he wants to write a book, and that
0: book would be uh, terrible. It it would be like like the game or something. It would be like this <laughs> horrible self help. Book from Andrew Tate or something. The the mm. art of but we're the, we're naming a lot of, of pieces of shit this episode. <laughs> 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 the art of sealing the deal. Oh, gross! <laughs> gross. <laughs> gross.
2: <laughs>
3: and then they asked Dexter.
1: Yes, <laughs> Ash asks a machine for love advice, which I thought was funny.
0: Oh, this is really where the game comes up. This, this should have been, he was basically like, Dexter, get me a copy of four's How to Pick Up Women. <laughs> 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 Just pirate it. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Dexter. Like they're, they're going to one of those Las Vegas pickup artists. Going yeah. to conference,
3: <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> learning about peacocking and shit. <laughs> Dexter,
0: please, please download 2005's Will Smith movie, Hitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where Will Smith teaches Kevin James how to pick up women. <laughs>
1: so Brock gives Butterfree a little scarf, as we said, it's very cute. And Butterfree again tries to court the pink Butterfree by showing off its moves, but she is not interested. Come on, Butterfree, take the hint back off. Yeah, just
3: move on. I really I really did enjoy Ash's uh dynamic in this whole thing where he's just like encouraging Butterfree to be confident and do the things that he does best and maybe that'll work. He's kind of just like a proud parent. I agree. A- Ash was a homie
0: during this. Ash bit. is very
1: sweet. For Ash's all of Ash's stupid moments for how idiotic he is, he does genuinely really care about Pokemon. Yeah. And he's just he's
3: just encouraging Butterfree to be his best self and if that works, it'll work. And
0: if it doesn't, well, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's the right attitude. Rocket Misty can get fucked. It's like, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> oh my God. So Team
1: Rocket <laughs> is back. Shocker. What a surprise. Mm-hmm. This time, I was expecting a vacuum again, but they use a giant net to
0: a scoop up the Where'd a that come from? The they- Pokeball!
3: Exactly. It came from the go. Pokeball. I think they and do Youth. have
0: like this this Pokeball stuff going on. They they show up in the sweetest Team Rocket branded Apache attack helicopter. It <laughs> <laughs> is cool as heck. I oh, want a model of this thing. <laughs> Can you imagine like a model of that of that exact helicopter? Damn, yeah, that'd be cool.
1: And Meowth drops a good pun. Let's do some
0: networking.
1: Networking. Well, well, they
0: got this huge net. Get it? It's a net. It's a net. Get it? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, and James says those Butterfree
1: are free no more. <laughs> they scoop up all the Butterfree, including the Pink Butterfree. Ash's Butterfree sees this, goes into action, trying to tackle a fucking helicopter. Butterfree, you're right. <laughs>
0: That's stupid. Try, then on. tries to stun a helicopter. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and then
3: Ash wants to send a Pidgeotto help and then Misty with another hot fucking take is like, no, don't do that. Let Butterfree keep trying because of his feelings when all of these other Butterfree are getting
0: kidnapped. <laughs> her exact words was, no, Matt, no, don't do it, Ash. You'll emasculate him. <laughs> no, those weren't her exact words, but that was, no. that was basically what she was getting at.
3: Yeah. Oh, as if yeah. Mm. Misty Misty is uh having as a if rough the
0: episode. male identity needs to still come <laughs> yeah. down to this chauvinistic bullshit.
1: <laughs> what I was most concerned about in these helicopter scenes is um these giant blades in amongst all of these small yeah. uh winged Pokemon Ooh, in the true. air. I was I was I thought we might be seeing a Butterfree massacre going on. Yeah. That could have been um uh PG thirteen. Get into the episode.
3: meat grinder. <laughs> Butterfree
0: sausages. Does, does Team Rocket ever do that? The Team Rocket meat died. grinder.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a little dark for a children's <laughs> show.
1: So Butterfree and the gang follow Team Rocket to a canyon where Team Rocket is in a new warehouse counting their uh, all their new new Butterfree.
3: Brock wants to to chase this helicopter by burning igniting the burner, which apparently is gonna <laughs> speed them up. That's just gonna I take know, you higher, bro.
0: <laughs> they're like, we can't catch them! the helicopters too fast.
2: Let's go farther away <laughs> They're going so fast Let's gain altitude.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. <laughs>
3: idiot. The only way that works is if there is there is uh uh a, an air current, a, a wind pattern higher up that is going in that direction. But I think Brock's just an idiot.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're all idiots. So the gang breaks into a where- the warehouse and they steal Team Rocket's motto, which there's another great motto moment. Great motto <laughs> moments from uh, these episodes.
0: Yeah, where the gang starts doing the Team Rocket motto. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Team Team Rocket has, like, some very rudimentary weapons, too, instead of using Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Jesse's holding a hammer and James has, like, a, like a blacksmith's... Uh, what are those called? Pincers? Tongs. Or tongs, no. yeah. Yeah,
3: tongs, I think. Yeah. Forceps. Forceps. That, that, that's that's actually that might medical. Well, they're
0: they're like uh they're like farm forceps. They're like for yeah. a cow or something.
1: <laughs> so the fight's on. Misty sends out Starmie to distract the Team music. Rocket. The music gets good. Butterfree goes to save the other ones. The pink Butterfree sees the determination in Ash's Butterfree's <laughs> eyes and starts to fall in him. See, 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 Butterfree, all you had to do was just be yourself. That's the lesson. Just ta- tackle
3: a wooden cage a million times yeah. until you are physically exhausted and possibly have some broken bones.
0: But I guess Butterfrees don't really have bones. They have an exoskeleton. Yeah. But none of this should matter, <laughs> right? None of this has <laughs> anything to do with love.
1: No. <laughs> and then Jesse hits Starmie with a fucking sledgehammer.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, just Jessie like a
1: baseball.
3: She's MVP. And then Misty, where the hell did that water pack come from? <laughs> she's Just like a hose out of nowhere. Yeah, she's gonna revive. Big fan of now. Super Mario Sunshine, I guess. <laughs> That's totally flood. Super carries, a, carries a flood around in her pocket all the
0: time. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen this thing before either. Was it in it's the like hot air thing. balloon? <laughs> she she uses like a she uses it like a sense <laughs> yeah, it Star does. Me. Yeah, Senzu Bean, Dragon Ball Z reference. Tons of Dragon Ball <laughs> references now to revive the Star <laughs> <Man>. Senzu Bean!
2: <laughs>
0: nice. So Brock, opens
1: Brock opens the door. All the Butterfree escape back into the sky, but the pink one stays back. She's got a thing for Ash's Butterfree now. How sweet. And then Team Rockets back in the sky with another net. Trying to do it. Pikachu jumps on Butterfree. Very epic moment. Jumps onto Team Rocket's helicopter. Shocks him out of the sky.
3: I I was laughing so hard at this point. Pikachu's expression. Yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) so this is when Pikachu lands
0: on the helicopter's windshield. And it's sort of like cuts between Team Rocket saying it's, <laughs> she, it's gonna, it's shock, gonna us. shock us and Pikachu is like slowly ramping up he's <laughs> got the <this> psychotic grin <laughs> on his face he does <laughs> He's the, Pikachu is legitimately enjoying this. Oh, he he his face looks like Christian Bale in American Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Bateman looking, murdering Paul Allen looking, oh. while listening to <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard? Have you ever
3: heard of Je- or have you heard Genesis or what is it? Well, Phil Collins. Uh,
0: yeah. I can't
3: remember the it's quote.
0: More, more poppy Coppy. than his previous Genesis yeah. works. <laughs> Less of a progressive sound. <laughs> Try getting a reservation at Dorshan now! <laughs> is that an axe? Why, yes it is, Paul! Yes it is,
2: Paul! Yeah, so
0: that's Pikachu right here.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Pikachu's the harbinger of doom. <laughs> this cute little destroyer of worlds. <laughs>
1: Pikachu's the best character in the show.
3: The comedic timing that like this that was hilarious. Back and forth, like what did they do? Like six or seven times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh, so amazing. Good. It's until you finally until us.
0: Pikachu finally lets go and just <laughs> blows up the helicopter. Yeah. He has murdered <laughs> Team Rocket. They fall to their demise <laughs> in a crevasse.
3: Into a little what is it, that little glint yeah. of uh Ba-ding. um what's the what's the word I'm looking for now when when you see it in a in an f p s game where you see this the scope the
0: i don't um, know but you need you need a dictionary I on hand I do. <laughs> you cannot remember anything <laughs> i make a these crosshair i
3: don't have the
2: vocabulary
3: <laughs> no no it's the scope i'm i'm looking it up <laughs> <laughs>
0: compelling um Okay.
1: Well, it's a real
3: thing—a sniper scope will glint when the when, when uh when a, the sun gl- uh, goes off of it at a certain angle and will re- will reveal the location of a sniper. It's it's a, it's it happens in a, in a in a pivotal scene in Saving Private Ryan. Um. Where the, uh, the sniper scope glint gives away uh, where the sniper is. Oh, before. from the bell tower. Yeah. From the bell tower. And the, the bell tower sniper, the German one, sees there our hero sniper from the good U.S. of A. Um, and he's just scanning around. He sees the glint right before he gets shot in the face through his own scope.
0: Amazing. It is... But- I, I got to say, it is nice to have someone else on this podcast who has seen a movie before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I bring Shut to up. this. A movie. I see there. It's like, what? What movie have you seen? And Pokemon the movie doesn't count. Pikachu, Detective <laughs> Pikachu doesn't count. I saw Spinal Tap. You seen Spinal Tap? Yeah. Oh, that's the best movie. Okay, Spider-Man's you're back in my good books. I love Spinal
2: Tap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's the one movie you see. <laughs> I, I think it's amazing, though. Don't, don't get me wrong, but that's a very niche movie. <laughs>
1: I've seen a lot of movies. I just haven't seen a lot of mainstream movies, like like the really, really popular ones.
3: We had to sit him down at our place with the whole family there one night. To watch Star Wars. We just decided to watch Star Wars because Kellen had never seen it. It was okay. So we watched Star Wars and he's, it was
1: okay, apparently. It
3: was fine. The first one? Yeah, yeah, or like A New Hope, original. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, back to Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now the Team Rocket is, is gone. The Pink Butterfree starts doing her mating dance in front of Ash's Butterfree. So now they're, they're both in love.
0: Shorty got low. Mm-hmm.
3: She's got the apple bottom jeans on.
1: The boots with the fur. Mm-hmm. Had the whole club. The whole club's She's, not looking at yeah. She's not wearing
0: boots. She's not wearing yeah. boots.
1: She hits the floor.
0: There's no floor.
1: <laughs> Next thing you know.
0: Sure, is getting low.
1: Low, low, low. Low.
3: Very low. <laughs> spoken word. This this spoken word rendition of Apple Bottom Jeans. Snaps all around. Yeah, well, ramp- <laughs> I don't know the actual name of the song.
1: <laughs>
3: it's low, I think. Is that it? I don't know. Is it just low?
1: I think it's low. <laughs> Back on the cliff. Yeah, by by flow, Ash right, Ash decides to release the butterfree so that he can go start a family and be happy. Hopefully, one day we'll see butterfree again. It's very, it's a very emotional moment. Do, the most emotional one. Butterfree's made for
3: life. That seems to be the implication. Yeah, I think
1: I would say so.
0: So as the butterfree's are flying away, we get the best sad rock ballad oh. ever. <laughs> Amazing. It's this. Corny, but amazing, uh, like, foreigner song, basically.
1: <laughs> the Pikachu is crying, too. It's all...
0: And it's, it's a so montage sad. where, uh, yep. you know, in a very clever business tactic, the animators got to reuse tons of frames from previous episodes. <laughs> they, they saved about a minute's worth of animation. Yeah. And it <laughs> transitions... And
3: dozens and dozens
1: it's- of dollars. It's actually <laughs> right there. Given animator
0: salaries, yes, very good joke, uh, So they transition from the sad rock ballad into the theme song, the Pokemon theme song. This is good. This is a yeah. Uh, this is a Shonen cliche, but a- every Shonen fan knows that when they use the anime theme song in a pivotal moment, it's fire. When you get the yeah. theme song back in the episode,
1: ooh. Yeah. So we get this, this this montage of all of the memories we had. Since Ash caught Caterpie into Metapod into Butterfree, it's all very emotional. We had, I believe, 19 episodes with this Pokemon, and we'll never forget it. We'll never forget you, Butterfree. And
3: Caterpie's arc came full circle, circle because mm-hmm. what do we, what do we, what did we learn about Caterpie in that first episode? All he, he wanted wants to fly, is to fly and be free,
0: right? Right. Beautiful. And now, now.
3: Now he is. Ugh. Yeah, th- this is the
0: heart. if you Polter live Club. something, let it. If you love something, let it let it free. Kind of thing.
3: Yeah. If you if you live something, let it leave. Spread your wings and fly.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> Butterfree flies off into the sunset to the Pokemon theme, and that is mm-hmm.
3: the end of the episode. And Bro- Brock actually has a really good insightful moment at this point, where oh, yeah, so he notes say? Ash's growth. No, well, that was the narrator, wasn't it, or was it both of them? That okay, what does Brock say? Oh, no, he says that um, it takes a lot of courage for Butterfree to leave, but then he also tells Ash that Ash had a lot of courage to let Butterfree leave.
0: As yeah, well. it's like a parental moment. Mm-hmm. It's all very sweet. Well, Brock, good thing that you can say something not creepy. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know you had it in you. A, he has some
3: gems now and again, as the quote-unquote mature one. Of yeah, the but then group. he'll
0: follow it up like like with something <laughs> absurdly creepy and just ruin it. He's like, well, Ash, you're a great parent to that Butterfree. But, he's, he's
3: Ash's master Roshi
0: oh yes but now that <laughs> now that the Butterfree is gone a good thing I got these photos of the Butterfree fucking before it left <laughs> bind binders of Butterfree's binders of Butterfree's we've got binders of Butterfree's <laughs> gross yeah that's alright is it time
1: for the literary minute
0: it is time for literary hour Okay, so this is uh, like courtly love stories. (laughs) You know, I said at the beginning, courtly love with Courtney Love. Courtly love stories is this cliche that goes back a long time past, I think, uh, just written um, stories. But in sort of like pretty old, like we're talking even um, like 11th century kind of medieval stuff. Uh, about obsessive romances. It's a male viewing on female typically, and it's about where the man's kind of whole purpose comes down to this romance. It's based on infatuation, like often they won't even know the woman beforehand. Um. so romeo one of juliet. the class romeo and juliet yeah exactly mm-hmm. and one of the classic stories even older than romeo and juliet is uh lancelot the knight of the heart uh-huh. yes so this is lancelot and guinevere guinevere mm-hmm. was king arthur's wife okay she gets captured by a warring kingdom uh and and uh king arthur is kind of giving an appeal different knights can go off and try to get her back lancelot falls in love with her on his own though and he does whatever it takes to get her back he's demeaning himself he's going through trials when he does save her he even goes through more trials where he'll do whatever she asks for like various demands to to win her love and this is all kind of a pompous show even when it's seen through the lens of him uh going through different trials maybe that's supposed to be virtuous but it's all to to uh, support this infatuation, which is a, a very surface level thing, right? But it's the, the grips and the consume the consuming nature of that infatuation that's a that's a key uh, the key thing that pushes the plot forward. So I, this is a, a courtly love trope, really. What they put Butterfree through here—he is okay. Lancelot, the captured Pink Butterfree. That's Guinevere being captured, and him having to go through the uh, sort of a pompous uh, showboating to try to get her back and win love. Uh, it, it love being a very superficial concept here. Interesting. Kind of sounds like the uh, the, the plot of Shrek.
2: Like <laughs> <laughs> God. I love. Well, Shrek's a
0: subversion of a yeah, of the, yeah, that's uh, exactly it. Yeah, Shrek is yeah. A, is a subversion of a courtly love story, and, and that's not, mm-hmm. I think it's
3: absolutely supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's uh, it's it's kind of like it's
0: lampshading it or lampooning it in a in a sense. Yeah, for sure, modernizing it through that because even at the time. Like like this is courtly love stories calling them old is an exaggeration, like we would say like eighties sitcom love tropes is, like old, this is like a thousand years old, yeah <laughs> so all right any yeah, anything else for uh, comparisons nolan you got a, you got another uh, uh <laughs> You got another uh, Harrison Ford movie, <laughs> Air Force um, One. It's like Air Force One when Butterfree kicks the Russians off the plane and goes, <laughs> "Get off my plane!" <laughs>
3: okay, Mac. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I was, uh,
3: Harrison Ford movies. No, not specifically. What lies beneath? I don't know. No, that's that Harrison Ford. That's Harrison Ford. Michelle Pfeiffer. Does he let her go at the end? I don't remember. The Fugitive.
0: He's got I one arm. <laughs> Oh, he's framed for his wife's murder. Ah, and the man has truth. one arm. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. All let's right. Right.
0: Let's get to four. Poor.
1: All right. Give us another number, Nolan. One to twenty-seven. Seven is anime sweat drops.
0: Mm. <gasps> Ooh, I actually noted this one. Oh, sweet! It's here.
3: Yeah. So after the Gashang does their uh, their version of the Team Rocket. Yeah, Meowth um, has one, right? Uh no, they all do. Oh, they all do. Nice. Yeah, they all have a
0: sweat drop. Yeah, good Jesse moment. James meow. Ash um, has two, one three. when Misty accuses Ash of trying to emasculate Butterfree <laughs> with his Pidgeotto. Ash has one. Okay, so four. So uh, there's mean? another one. The whole gang has one when the Butterfree gets slapped at the beginning. Uh-huh. a lot. <laughs> so same. yeah, pretty good. So we're six. at sweat drop usages. So we're at seven,
3: seven sweat drops.
0: Yeah, so I, would I like. Say, a, is that
3: a seven out of ten, or is that a thirteen <laughs> out of ten, or
0: twelve out of ten? I mean, it's good vibes. use of sweat drops. I'd say at least a nine.
1: Jesus, I was saying like seven or six. What
0: What is a ten out of ten sweat drop to you? I don't know. Just like it's really, true. really funny ones. Oh, I I think the uh, response to the uh, the uh, the gang doing the Team Rocket chant is pretty good. Mm-hmm, that's a good the one. Shang. So. Yeah, I, okay, I go as low as a, I'll go as low as an 8. You Nobody get in my joke. Maybe, maybe it works better in print. No, I don't get what you're saying, actually.
3: You know how they call in uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, they call it the gang with two A's? Okay. The g-ash-ang.
2: G- Ugh.
1: Terrible.
0: You're never Horrible. coming back on this podcast again. Banned. Oh, shit. Banned. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: Oh, right, well, I think it was a good one. Uh,
3: <laughs> leave, a, leave on a decent, uh, a high-ish note, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan, Nolan is no longer welcome. What are Gosh, we giving? Okay,
0: what are we? What's the number we're giving? Eight. You said eight. I'll say seven. I said I'd low, go as low as an eight. I said nine.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'll say seven. Nolan.
0: Um, we'll say uh, I'll say an eight. Okay, so eight, the so nine, eight. the seven, okay. and eight, eight.
2: Cool.
1: That's an E. That's easy head math.
0: <laughs> Mental all right math, one,
1: more <laughs> one more number one more number 13 13 is officer jenny energy i don't believe she was in the episode nah right. roll again
3: roll again uh, 17
1: ash being a moron oh he's I sweet he, in this episode i don't think he was in stupid moment.
0: in this episode misty at all. and brock are morons mm-hmm. oh. yeah.
3: 2 yeah 2 uh, I'd say zero. I thought he was the most mature of the bunch.
1: Yeah. So four. Okay, but all the time.
3: I'll give him a one. Okay, so one. Easy. Ash, <laughs> didn't, Ash didn't have a lot to say or do this episode, actually. He didn't do much.
0: Almost was... like Indiana Jones and in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Exactly. <laughs> that's called a callback, folks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's Um Last one was eight and one, so 4.5 out of 10. For bye bye, Butterfree. For one of those iconic episodes ever.
0: I actually, if you know, like the really iconic ones, often get shitty scores. <laughs> like there was another one. Was it the Charmander one that got like so. just a horrible score? Yeah, and I some of the so. episodes that like really suck, like Beauty and the Beach, got like an eight or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, what can you do? It's objective. It's objective. You can't argue it's like, with it. That's how uh, it works.
1: Yeah. Oh. All right. That is. That is today that's what we got for today
0: yeah what are we doing next week kellen uh you
1: guys talk a little bit while i pull up what we do next week thanks for having me hope you had fun Uh, (laughs) joining
0: us Nova. i
3: did it was it was good it was fun i enjoyed um talking about how uh how shitty some of the stuff in in pokemon can be and how how ridiculous it is um once you start to start to go uh beyond the surface level of it but it I don't know. The nostalgia factor was was high, and and I uh, and I really enjoyed it. So thank you.
0: It's not a bad show. <laughs> not horrible. I, I think that I think that we're funny fans to be doing a podcast like this in a way. Kellen is clearly <laughs> a Pokemon fan. Uh, you know, there's big Pokemon YouTube channels who look at Pokemon as uh, it, it becomes so sacred and. Uh, yeah. And I hope that we can give an avenue in that anyone can follow. Really, it's just through the nonsense, through the fun, through the weird stuff, and tying <laughs> it back to other things than just Pokemon. Yeah, take it off the pedestal. You also
1: got to remember too that like this, show, especially this season, is is made for children, not for twenty four and thirty two year
2: olds.
3: <laughs> but it's always good to take to take the uh whether it's the media the media or, or or anything that is up in the stratosphere, bring it down. Yeah. Bring it down to ground level. Ground it in reality a little bit. And,
0: yeah. Shoot it, it out of the sky like a Chinese spy balloon. Hey, well,
2: oh. <laughs> kind of.
0: Kind that of. reference will be dated in a couple of years. Yeah, I just, <laughs> this is no longer ever green. Sorry. <laughs>
1: All right. Next week, you want to know what we're doing next week?
0: Yeah, that's why I asked.
1: Next week is another triple. Oh, baby, a triple. We got the Sabrina arc. It is episode 22, Abra and the Psychic Showdown, followed by episode 23, The Tower of Terror, and episode 24, Haunter versus Kadabra.
0: Haunter? I hardly knew her. Heyo.
2: <laughs> is that
0: how you do it? Did I actually get it right this time? Kind of. It ended with her. Right, so. <laughs> it is. <laughs>
1: samurai all right yeah so uh,
3: it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a five-year-old trying to tell a joke they understand a structure but they don't understand
0: how to actually make it funny (laughs) that's why samurai i hardly knew her was funny thank you thank you Alright, so thanks everyone for tuning in. This is 2Kill a Deli Bird with Graham and Kellen. Special guest Nolan, thanks a lot for joining us this week. You can find us on YouTube, on the Skittlewickers YouTube channel. Please uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment, shout us out in the comments. We've got a bit more engagement lately and we love to see that. Thanks for everyone engaging. You can give us uh, ideas as well as new categories for the 4Pour at 2Kill at gmail.com and find us wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. All right, Daily Birders. Catch you later. See you next Monday. Monday.
2: <laughs>